Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. That transition. Look at that fade from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show being produced by me. Ah, my name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting in a chair that is normally not mine. It, it, it smells. I don't like this chair. It feels bad. It's not my chair. But sitting in my extremely comfortable chair over there, he is the Texas High School Football Insider. For Dave Campbell's Texas Football, he's Matt Stepp. Hello, Matt Stepp. Hello. I'm trying really hard not to fart in your seat. We're off to a great start. Today is Friday, October 22nd, <laughs> 2021. 34 days till Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving, I should say. That's right. Happy birthday. real Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy birthday to Bob Odenkirk, episode 1,267, I believe. That feels right. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Sounds yeah. right. On today's show, guys, uh, we're going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. We're going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant. I'm sorry. The Mr. Takes Football Player of the Week. The Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Uh, we'll tell you about the Visit Midland game of the week. Got to talk about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Big game this week. Big game. Huge game in the tall city. And we will, and then we will round it all out with helpful Honda Mailback Friday. Matt Stepp and I are here to answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, what pickles really like. Well, what, she's not here. She can't. She can't, she can't attack us. Herself, yeah. She can't defend herself. So get your question. Get those questions out on on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I'm gonna try to do first four through the door. It appears that the first four through the door on my my guess is, um, oh God, I'm just oh, gonna God. pick f- <laughs> four I'm, randos. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Terry Crawford, Rob Hadaway, Rob Legau, and Tony Blaylock. That feels like the Sounds first. Sounds good to me. That's what I'm. That's where we're starting. Can they really dispute dispute it? I mean, will you see what you see on your end? They can't dispute it. I'm just guys. You guys know I'm just I'm a I'm a sentient marshmallow who has come to life attempting <laughs> to try to make these things work. So, there you go. All right, let's do this, Mr. Step. Let's do, do this. It. Hold on. Let's, let, does that work? Yeah. 
Boom. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with the Texas Bulls. Proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, we announce 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you, voting at texasfootball.com. Uh, it all leads up. Uh, voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. I'm checking my watch. It is actually it's shortly thereafter right now. Yeah. So. Sounds like an announcement time. Your Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Tidehaven linebacker Jose Martinez, who halt, who had 21 tackles, four tackles for loss, a forced fumble, three interception returns for a touchdown, and he also ran for 23 yards, which I think is my favorite part of that <laughs> line. A little throw in. I mean, I remember when Coach Lucio sent me that. I was like, are you sure? Three pick sixes? He was like... Yeah, I was cheering for all of them. I was like, hey, fair, tough but fair. Look, he would know. He would he, know. If anybody would know, Coach David Lucci would know. Have, have you ever heard of three pick sixes in a game? That that might, that tie might a state record? at least tie a state record, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, in any case, congratulations to all the nominees. El Paso Eastlake running back Elijah Uribe. Killian Harker Heights running back Rashawn Sanford. Tide Hate, or I'm sorry, we said him. The, the Colony running back Camden Wesley. Fort Worth Wyatt quarterback Kate Barrett. Uh, Houston Westside athlete Dorian Washington. Del Rio quarterback Zach Taylor. Denton Braswell wide receiver Jerian Wallace. Stockdale running back and deep defensive back Cutter Clancy. And Waco La Vega running back Bryson Rowland. But a very special congratulations to the Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Tidehaven linebacker Jose Martinez. Very well-deserved young man. Let's do another thing, Step. Let's do it. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. Uh, <laughs> I love our sponsors. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 8 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... I can I gotta click things so this is not going as eloquently as I thought. McCamey Special Teams Coordinator Jonathan Duran. You, sir, get some chocolate milk. The Badgers blo- return to block punt for a touchdown, return to kickoff for a touchdown, block to PAT, and successfully converted a fourth down on a fake punt in their 42-32 win over Wink. Congratulations to all, all the nominees. Uh, DeSoto Defense Coordinator... Um, Plez Atkins. Thank you. Uh, uh, Amarillo de- uh, uh, Paladero defense coordinator Danny Snyder and center off coordinator Brock Grigsby. But a very special congratulations to the Week 8 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, McKamey Special Teams Coordinator Jonathan Duran. Congratulations to Coach. I, that, that's got to be one of the first the special, uh, teams, special teams guys. And by the, uh, for our friends at uh, Dairy Max, um, I did have a glass of chocolate milk last night before bed. When oh, I got back from my game. Wow. I had a glass of chocolate milk, and Great. it was amazing. Great recovery. Great recovery beverage. Great recovery Absolutely. Beverage. Um, Step, let's do one more thing, and that is to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on this week in the Tall City. Uh, right. Because, uh, let's see, I've got some things I need to tell you about our friends. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Visit Midland have partnered together to spotlight some can't-miss Texas high school football matchups in the Midland area. This week's Visit Midland Spotlight Game of the Week I mean, it's 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 a big one. It's it, the biggest game in Midland. It's it's the big one. It is Midland and Midland Legacy going at it tonight at beautiful Grande Communications Stadium out there in Midland. One of my favorite stadiums in the state. Uh, be sure to visit TexasFootball.com slash Visit Midland to see our picks for the best places to eat, shop, and play uh, out there in Midland. Make it a weekend. 
out there in the tall city. Do it. Go out there. Visit Midland's. Midland's great. I like Midland a lot. I do. I like it. It's, it's a, a cool. great. And it's a great playoff spot for you know when teams from Lubbock and and Abilene play or El Paso and the Metroplex play. It's a great place to. I mean that. I, I, we're not just blowing smoke because Visit Midland's a proud partner. Uh, Grande. Isn't it? Uh, it's an elite. It's stadium. an elite stadium. Yes, it's it an is. elite stadium. And it's been too long since I've been to Midland. I'm really hoping to get out there during the playoffs this year. TexasFootball.com/slash/visit-midland. Go check that out. All right, folks. The time has come. It's time for helpful Honda mailbag. Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers are proud to want to help you out with uh, score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Thank you, Honda. Thank you, Honda. Love you. I love you, Honda. I'd like a car. Um, it's time for helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Uh, I've got a, a graphic for that, too. See, Pickle does all this stuff. She's awesome. I, she, never... I won't give her too much credit, but she's really good at this kind of thing. Why don't you stop that? Um, okay. Let's first be, get your questions in high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all those things. We'll get into that. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about last night. Um, and there's a few places we can start. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the intrigue really centers around the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about a game that was, I think, off people's radar. Aldine Davis and Aldine Nimitz. Yeah. Aldine Nimitz gets, I think, an upset win. Slight upset, yeah. Over Aldine Davis. Mm-hmm. Why should people care? Uh, because... There's now that really almost – I won't say it's, – it's a pretty strong possibility now that Westfield, who he thought was going D2, mm-hmm. is now going into the Division One bracket because Aldi Nimitz is likely going to get that fourth playoff spot, um, which would – I think Aldi Nimitz is the seventh largest school in the district, mm-hmm. so that pushes Westfield back into the Division One bracket. It's not a done deal yet because I think Aldine Davis, if they beat DeCaney in a week or two – that could potentially cause a three-way tie and make things really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think DeCaney would be considered a favorite in that game against Aldine Davis. So big win for Aldine Nimitz. Um, they've, they did the – I think they, they just have Aldine High left. They should, mm-hmm. They'll be heavy favorites over Aldine High. So they're going to sweep the four Aldine schools and potentially get yeah. into the playoffs. Get what they need to do. And yeah. And, and, yeah, so now that kind of opens up, in my opinion, what that means is if Westfield – Westfield is going to be – Probably no well, worse than two. no top worse two. than co-favorite mm-hmm. in Region Two of Division Two. Mm-hmm. They go up to Division One. Um, they will at some point have to run into. Um, Based on the bracket, we've got uh, now with the changes. I, I changed it this morning. I, I haven't updated on the website, but I changed it on my end. Um, a third round matchup with DeSoto, mm-hmm. and then potentially a fourth round matchup with Duncanville or Spring. Duncanville Spring, um, got, or DeSoto or Rockwall. Rockwall, I was going to say Rockwall would be on the DeSoto side. So, so then that also leaves the Division Two bracket, mm-hmm. the Region Two. Um, I think it's I think it's Heath or Cy Park, man. I think that it's and and look, I want to see next week Cy Park and Cy Ranch. I'll see them in person. Um, I know you're a believer in Cy Park. You I am. you liked what you saw. Big Cy Park energy. Um, Heath is, of course, not going away. They're gonna, they're gonna be in that mix as well. Um, but it feels like with Westfield out of the way in the Division Two bracket mm-hmm. in Region Two, it looks like it's gonna be Heath and Park are at least the the favorites or the the, the front runners to start this. Yeah, start it. and they would potentially match up in the third round, mm-hmm. I believe. So yeah, yeah. it's big doings. Yeah, playoff uh, projections are out. Uh, they're already out of date now because we've had yeah. games played. But I'll update them again next week. They'll be out next week. The other one. The other game we had our eye on, and I believe you took it in our tough and step draft, was Katie Pato and and, and Forpin Hightower. Mm-hmm. And Katie Pato wins fifty five to seven. Um, okay, that was pretty impressive. 
I was pretty dominant. I mean, I I thought Peyto was the favorite in that game, but mm-hmm. um, definitely did not foresee fifty-five to seven. That was a thorough hide tanning. That that was by by the by Peyto. I mean, every, they did everything right. They played a fantastic game. They they were. I think they I think they were. It's funny to say this, but I mean, fifty-five to seven. You know, team turns it over like eight times. Mm-hmm. Fifty-five to seven may not be actually reflective of the game that was played. Uh, I think Peyto that fifty-five-seven score was 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 a just and fair result. Um, that was complete and utter domination. I might. I didn't watch it. I was I was at a concert last night. I thought you know I was, you know I was in. I seen Petty Theft. Oh, okay, nice. I, I seen Mike Reiner's band. Uh, Gray Wolf. Uh, it was good. It was a good time out there at the Dallas Arboretum. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I've not seen the High Tower Peyto game. I know that was live on TexanLive.com, and so I may need to run that back while I'm. Um, while I'm resting up for tonight's little, little prep work for tonight, a little prep work. Yeah, might have to do that. Prep work. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, that's probably anything else on Thursday. I mean, uh, Carroll beats Eaton. That wasn't. Yeah. Riley Dodge onside kicked as he predicted on the watch along. <laughs> I saw that. You sob. He said awesome. he was going to onside kick it, and he did. He did it. He, he, did, he, did, it. It. Uh, he uh, did it. Frank Sandoval called me this morning, and he was like, "I got to call Riley." He's like, "He's like that dude." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. Pretty awesome." Um, uh, how about uh, San Antonio Wagner? How big about win that? over Clemens? That really, what that does is really opens the door. I think for East Central, mm-hmm. um, I think right now East Central is probably the team to beat for that fourth playoff spot in that district. Um, and in my game last night in Austin, I was down in the, I was down in Austin last night for Del Valley and San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Huge win for San Marcos. Uh, they were down twenty eight seven. They figured and, something out, man. Well, they got well. Their running back was suspended for the first half. Um, he got ejected from the last game, so he got suspended. And, and Del, uh, San Marcos shot themselves in the foot in the first mm-hmm. half. Had three turnovers, and uh, one of them went for a pick six. And they also allowed a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. So they dug themselves a twenty-eight seven hole. But they scored right. They got the, the the two for one right before right before you know scored right before halftime. Then got the ball to start the third quarter and scored again. Made it twenty-eight twenty-one and, and completely turned the game around and. Those San Marcos Rattler fans were fired up last night. It was a big win for them. They pretty much they got to beat Aikens. Mm-hmm. They got to win one more. They got to beat Aikens in Week Eleven for sure. They'll be underdogs next week against Bowie, but they beat Aikens. That will um, cement their playoff spot. Which you know that that was people in Austin were watching that game because if if Del Valley would have won, it would have pushed a very good Austin Bowie team mm-hmm. into Division Two, setting up a really good first potential first round matchup with Vandergrift. Yeah. So big uh, win, big doings down there. John Walsh's ball club. He's got the. He's got that program r- rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's get some questions we got on Facebook. Aaron Flynn asks question for Step. Let's talk about Judson. Uh, what What is he asks? Are they Are they uh, searching, looking to hire from within, or are they actively searching? What is your read on the Judson coaching situation? I'll be incredibly surprised if that stays in house. Okay. I mean, I I think they're gonna open that up and. You know, obviously, there are people with Judson ties all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what I'll be interested to see is if they bring in somebody with Judson ties, mm-hmm. or if they try to just do a complete, you know, hit the reset button and just wipe the slate clean and start from scratch. So, um, yeah, I'll be stunned. I mean, look, they haven't had a lot of success the last two years. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you promote somebody from within when they haven't had? A lot of success. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So I, I'll be very, I'll, I'll be stunned. That's nothing against the interim head coach, Coach Call. It's mm-hmm. just the reality yeah, of it. I so think I think that you'll be very surprised. You're right. All right, we got a couple of realignment questions. I think it's good to start here with what Ed McElroy asks. When does UIL announce the enrollment numbers to use in the next realignment? So snapshot day is 
nigh upon us. It's Friday next week. Next week, Friday. Week from today. And, and for those who don't know, Snapshot Day is when the UIL requires that you turn in your enrollment um, to them so that they can start the realignment process. Mm-hmm. Um, the next step after that is that they will, I believe they're going to still do it, they're going to announce the cutoff numbers. Yeah, I haven't um, heard anything to the contrary that yeah. they're not going to do that. Yeah, they'll announce the cutoff numbers. Typically, it's sometime in DC, usually, you know, after Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, sometime mm-hmm. around there. I don't. They usually don't release a set date. They just kind of release it when they're ready. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll put out a release and say yeah. when they're actually releasing it or I'll be texting and emailing people going, hey, when are you going to release it? Well, and, and Step is going to go and gather as many numbers because they don't have to – to be clear, the coaches don't have to tell anybody except the UIL. Yeah, they, don't, they can just tell me, go yeah. you know, go take a hike. Yeah, or, you know, go take a short walk, short walk off a long – or a long walk off a short dock. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we try to gather as many as we can so that we can um, have kind of an idea of who's going where and how things are going to stack up. Mm-hmm. There was another realignment question that got asked uh, – I wonder, uh, this is from Landon Sams, uh, will Argyle move up? Um, it's going to be, they're gonna, they've grown a lot, mm-hmm. but it just depends on where the, you know, the, I think the 4A, 5A cutoff's going to mm-hmm. go up as well. Yeah. So um, if I had to guess, if I was a betting man, I would put money that the num- that Argyle does go 5A, but I wouldn't bet, okay. I wouldn't bet the mortgage on it. Got so. it. Um, okay, a couple games that we got on here tonight. I'm going to try to zoom through as many as we can. Blake Manning asks, thoughts on Victoria East and Gregory Portland. You want to talk about, again, talk about a program, kind of like St. Marcus, started slow, mm-hmm. but now Gregory Portland's got a little bit of gas behind him. And they, I mean, it's it's m- essentially must win for Victoria East. But if- they're, they could, they're, they're, if they win, they'll avoid getting into some weird yeah. three-way tie. But the problem is for for East, if they get into the three-way tie, especially with Flower Bluff and West, they're going to be on the bad end of that. So yeah. East needs to win or hope that Bluff or West loses a game they're not supposed to. Yeah. But uh, I like GP in that game. I think Renton Davis has done a heck of a job at Gregory Portland, and mm-hmm. I think they're on track to host a first-round playoff game. They've been really, really good. Okay, let's uh, another one. Uh, Tony Venegas asks, Odessa Permian and San Angelo Central – uh, big game out there in the South, a little mm-hmm. Southwest Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, San Angelo Central is now. This is sudden. What's interesting is suddenly a very like the the dynamics of this game are very different yeah, the because friendship forfeit. the friendship forfeit mm-hmm. means Central is kind of right back in the hunt. Yeah. Um, if they can get this win, which I think would be considered an upset. Yeah, I, Central's had some struggles on the field this year. Young team transitioning with a new head coach. Uh, I, I like Permian in this one, especially at Ratliff. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. Permian gets it done. But San Angelo has made some strides the past couple, especially the uh, last game out against Odessa High. They really turned it on a little bit. Joshua Ray asked, do you think Jason Herring will ever leave Refurio for another job? I'll just I'll, – I'll, this is an opinion. I have not – You calling for the ball here? I'll call for the ball. Right. I have spoken uh, – I've not spoken with Jason Herring about this. Um, I'll just put it this way. There are some people – who I think have a deep connection to the community, that the that there are other jobs that may be presented to them, but their connection to the community keeps them there. I get the feeling in my conversations with Jason Herring that that's the case with him at Refira. I think he just thinks Refira is a special place. He's happy there. Um, he loves the people there. And so there's no doubt, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no doubt his phone's rang before. I mean, when you're uh, that successful. Yeah. His phone's rang. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gotten calls. I, yeah. know, I know for a fact he has. Um, my thought is if he hasn't left for Furio by now, I don't know when he will. I mean, yeah. he, if he was going to leave, I think he would have left a few years ago. He's had a ton of success. Yes. Um, all right. Let's continue on. 
Somebody, ooh, Matthew McSpang's going to the Puncher Dome tonight. Nice. Nice and exceptional there. Two questions. Jacob John, thoughts on San Antonio East Central and New Braunfels? Suddenly, East Central. Joe Hubbard's done a great job at East Central. I think it's a pick game. I would lean towards New Braunfels slightly, but I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a touchdown game either yeah. way. Um, let's see. Okay. I'm trying to get some questions here. Uh, okay. Uh, what about Cisco and Coleman? Who do y'all got? I know you are pretty wild about this game. Yeah, yeah. So we, we talked about it on Tap and Step, so go back and listen to Tap and Step. And I did preview it in my small school preview, which is up on TexasFootball.com for subscribers only. So, um Please go check that stuff out. Um, real quick, I, I, mean, I like Cisco in the game. I'm not going to get into too much detail because I want you to read my stuff because I like to, you know, mm-hmm. continue to remain employed. Yep. Um, my my heartless boss is sitting across from me here, who's ready to fire me at any any mo- moment's notice. Look at look at that face. It's steely steely glaze, um, a gaze, not glaze. <laughs> Hey, it Coach all, Glaze. It all works. Yeah, it shout works out. Shout out Mike Glaze. Yeah, shout out Coach Glaze. Um, yeah, I, I like Cisco. I think Coleman's speed will, will be a challenge for Cisco. Jaden Jackson's a great player, but I like the Lobos. I think I think Cisco's going – if you, you ask me right now, Cisco's playing for a state championship this year in 281. Um, okay, so got a question from, from Greg Greg Vite, I believe it is. He asks – got a question for you too. How can you pick Hallettsville to beat Yoakum tonight in 3A Division One, but predict them to come in third in their district behind Columbus and Yoakum? Um, do well, we predict them to come in? Well, and, well the, ma- the magazine was put out yeah. in May? June? I think we, we did our predictions in May or June. We've had eight weeks of data yeah. to change our views on things. So, well, so and, that's not, and, you know, and this is really, to me, this is a reflection of how our views on Hallettsville has changed. Because Hallettsville... Hallettsville, we, we've mentioned this a lot, but Hallettsville's, they're such a strange case in the yeah. sense that the offense comes back entirely intact. Ten starters back from last year, but the one starter who's gone yeah. <laughs> was Mr. Texas Football. And so we didn't really know how to feel about Hallettsville. Yeah. I think they have answered a lot of the questions in the affirmative uh, about uh, things they were gonna, they're, that they put together. I think they're, I'm picking them against Yoakum tonight. Yo- this would, I but I, I picked Yoakum in my preview. Yeah. So, I mean, the difference between Hallettsville, Yoakum, and Columbus it's is very much. The, the margins are really small. Those teams could all three beat each other on any given day. So those are pick 'em games. So it's not like we're going out on some crazy limb picking one team over the other, you know. And like I said, the magazines we do our predictions in the magazine mm-hmm. in May and we have 8 weeks of data. So yeah, things we things can and often do change because we have data data in front of us to analyze. If anything, one of the things that I that I you know I stress to my staff and I think that we're we're trying pretty good about it is like we don't try to be set in our ways. It's like if new data presents ourselves, yeah. then we we need to adjust and be flexible and be like, okay, well maybe we didn't have a good read on them. And exactly. You know, for Hallettsville, I think that it's fair to say that we did not have a great read on them in the beginning. No, we we had, we we just weren't sure what. To th- we, I think they're a very good team, and I think it's you know like I said I think the margins between those three are really mm-hmm. really slim. All right. Another question here. We're rolling through these. Derek Del Rio asks, being that Winsboro Mount Vernon is a big rivalry game, will Mount Vernon finally be tested? Um, maybe. I think Winsboro's a decent team. Yeah, and, um, and then the rivalry aspect mm-hmm. comes into play. And Winsboro, that's that slot T offense that they run, it, it can they can be a matchup problem if they're rolling on on the right right path because they can keep the ball away from Mount Vernon, keep mm-hmm. the ball away from that explosive offense. So I think there's a greater than zero chance that Mount that Winsboro 
comes out and plays with their hair on fire and, and pushes them. And it doesn't, that's very typical of, of rivalry games, even when one team is ranked a lot higher than the other. Um, the, the underdog will come out and really play with their hair on fire. So wouldn't shock me at all. It's, that's, that's part of Texas high school football rivalry football. All right, I'm trying to do a little bit of research on the fly for this next one. Oh, actually, somebody, uh, uh, I apologize, but Latia Nielsen asks, uh, is the La Vega stew done? Will they beat Heritage? That's a reference to me calling La Vega the crockpot team. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an interesting matchup, and I think this is a real litmus test for for exactly, this is for 2-3 in the district. Would you agree? Well, I think Midlow still has to play Stephenville, yeah. so I, I think it's a it's a it's a measuring stick. Where if La Vega comes out and handles Heritage, then I think it pretty much tells us Stephenville is the class of the district, no mm-hmm. questions oh, yeah. asked. If if Heritage spanks La Vega, then it's like okay, well Heritage and Stephenville, let's go. Um, and then if it's a close game, I I think it's it's kind of inconclusive because I think Heritage and Stephenville will still hold some intrigue. But I, if La Vega comes out and beats Heritage by by you know two touchdowns I, I don't think that midlothian heritage stephenville game holds a lot of intrigue here next week all right i got a question in here from it was richard cummings who asked alan may lose in the playoffs when was the last time alan has lost two games in a season i will say that right now alan would not be my pick to win 6a division one which would mean that yes they yes, will they, they would lose the, lose the second game the answer to that question last time alan lost two games a season matt step there's your texas well fun fact of the, of the week do you know the last time alan lost two games in a season so it's got to be pre-Kyler. Mm-hmm. And I think one year before Kyler, they went like 10-1 and one and lost in the first round of the playoffs to like Rowlett at like a 10 a.m. game. <laughs> Texas. What a weird yeah, they lost at 10 a.m. Uh, I'm going to say like 2011, 2010, sometime around there is my guess. The answer is 2010. They okay. went 10-2 yeah. in 2010. Um, that is the last time they lost m- multiple games in a yeah. season. Uh, so, yeah, which, you know, when you have a regular season winning streak like they did. Um, You're not losing many games. That's exactly right. All right, let's go on to. Do, 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 do. All right. This pace is incredible. I know. Listen, I, I want to I give the people what they want. Yes. Pickle wants to be like dawdle. Oh, we're doing this and that. Me. Right to the point. This is right to the point. Lennon Coley asks, does Temple-Belton rivalry continue? With realignment and the emergence of Lake Belton, does Belton and Lake Belton get bigger? Or Lake Belton and Temple? Do they even choose to play each other in, in, in district uh, dif- different uh, classifications? I'll say this. Temple and Belton will play forever. They'll fight forever. They will find a way. So. That they're, they're, and, and, and I'll just go on the record that shame on the athletic directors if they don't. Yeah, I, I think the only way it doesn't continue is if... Temple is 6A and Belton. Belton High is going to be on that D1, D2 line. Mm-hmm. I could see if Belton High went D2, maybe. Bel- Belton High would be a really big D2, so mm-hmm. I'm hopeful they can continue that series because it's a fun series. It's a great it's a great rivalry. Yeah. It, it's, well, it's one of those may, makes Texas High School I may text Coach Skidmore, the AD at Belton, and see what he says about that. Tell him that Greg Tepper says, please play that game. Right, I'll let it him means know. a lot. Sticking in Central Texas, Tanner Solis asks, Cameron Yo and Lorena, I, this is a good conversation. I think Lorena's the favorite in this one. Yeah. Uh, although Yo is very clearly playing better than we thought. That they made some strides. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, um, they've improved. I think this is a good opportunity to talk about Lorena because I think Lorena's really good, and that's a team that took two losses early in the year, two really good losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them was Stephenville, right? No, he lost to Franklin and China Springs. Franklin and China Springs. I'm thinking of somebody else who lost. What terrible losses there. Those, oh, you know, my gosh. What, they, what, is, what is Lorena doing? What has is, what is China Spring done lately? Yeah. Um, that is to, like, I think I think Lorena 
is one of those teams, like multi-loss teams, that we could see very deep in the playoffs. That yeah, I, like I think they're they're one of the favorites in three A Region One Division Three. Yeah, I Division think, One Region Three. I think I think they've got to be considered that. I think I think they're favorite tonight over Yo, um, and understandably so. That yeah, rhymed. All right, what about your poet Stephen Garcia, who is the favorite three A Division Two Region One? Oh man, yeah, it's it's, it's a really good region. It's it's. You can go. You can go. You can go with the with the, five different ways. <sighs> oh boy! Yeah, it. Yeah, I, if if you put a gun to my head right now and said, "Pick a team, step sports, do it." Sports gun to your sports head. Sports gun to my head. Um, I can't. Uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So mm-hmm. I would still take Canadian, but um, I. I, Childress and Abernathy, they are they are right there. I would say right now I'd pick Childress. Last week against Friona scares me a little bit, but I think that Friona's also pretty good. Yeah, and Friona's got Canadian this week. Yeah. That and and can- Canadian's banged up, so yeah. that wouldn't – don't be surprised if Friona hangs around in that game too. But but Abernathy I, – I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing dirt on Idaloo. I'm not throwing dirt on Idaloo. I mean, we'll find out a lot. The real potential fly in the ointment is like – and I'm I'm not picking it. Obviously, go check the picks video. What if Lubbock Roosevelt beats Abernathy tonight? Would that just throw complete chaos? Like, yeah. what if it turns out that like they're not just a product? Because I think one of the questions about Lubbock Roosevelt is the is the strength of schedule. Yeah, understandably which is fair. So. Fair. What if they go out there and they what if they beat Abernathy? Like then then it's like total chaos factory. Yeah. Um, yeah three A Division Two Region One is going to be one of those regions where starting in round one, yeah. like from the jump, those District Three versus District Four by district games are going to be a blast. Incredible! They're yeah. going to be really good. I well, bet. I bet you end I up bet, going to one. I bet we spend uh, a little bit of time on that region on that region when we do the playoff preview tip and stuff. I That's would imagine that you are right. All right, Derek Foster. Let's talk a little San Antonio. Um, uh, Alamo Heights and Bernie champion. Uh, Alamo Heights, of course, ranked in our uh, state mm-hmm. rankings mm-hmm. at number ten. Uh, I'm high on the Mules. I think that this is a team that's 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 really kind of coming together at the, at the right time. Under the fly, even though they're undefeated, flying under the radar. Uh, but a big test tonight against Bernie champion. This is for the district title. Yeah. Uh, champion kind of fell off the radar when they got you know drilled by El Campo a few weeks ago. Um, the key for me is Alamo Heights' offense. Their offense at times has has had some struggles. So mm-hmm. Bernie Champion will score. So that's the key. In this one. I kind of like Bernie Champion to pull a little bit of an upset. Um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. This is one of those things that's like ranked versus unranked, and yet mm-hmm. this is a this is a one score game in my mind, and it could go really either way. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, go to the Corpus area. All right. Chances of Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial making a run to the title game. Look, making a run to the semifinals. Yeah, yes. so that's yeah. Title game. They're gonna be whoever comes out of Region Four will be a heavy underdog against Region Three. Yes, that's um, just the reality. That's of it. it was always gonna be. That was the reality before the season. There's mm-hmm. not really anything that's changed our mind about that. Um, I would say. I would say that they're the. Are they the favorite in Region Four? <sighs> yeah, I think they're the favorite in Region Four, but you know, that doesn't mean much in the state right. semifinals. So. Right. Uh, I, no. I think that you are right. Okay. Let me see if I can get another question in here. Uh, Longhorn question from Rod Hathaway. Um, will Texas and OU join the SEC before 2025? Also, will Hudson Card start a bit against Baylor on 1030? Uh, I will answer the first part first, which is yes. There's too much money involved um, for them not to. And I think that the I think that unless the Big 12 is happy having two 
hangers on in in their own in their own backyard, I think that they're going to say, "Why don't you guys just get on out of here? We'll cut some sort of deal as far as mm-hmm. the the getting an early exit is concerned." I think they're I think they're ready to move on. Hudson Card starting against uh, against Baylor in twenty twenty uh, on ten thirty. I don't know. I still think Casey Thompson. I, it sounds like Steve Sarkeesian is going to stick with Casey Thompson. Um, I don't think there's any reason to think yeah. he's lying to us. I, my guess is is you know just looking ahead if they continue to stick with Casey Thompson, then it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if Hudson Card ended up in the portal. All right. Lennon Coley asks. I'm glad he asked this because I, I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the what Pirates question though. He says, Hewitt Midway, what has happened there? Is it simply a product of a tough district? Had they truly regressed? I think it's a number of different things. And I think a tough schedule is certainly part of. And it. I th- yeah, it's it's a it's a bad combination of. They were they're down in town. I saw them in seven on seven, and I was like, they didn't look like Waco Midway to mm-hmm. me. That they, they did not look all that all that great. Yeah, they didn't. They just on the eyeball test. Yes, um, and yeah, and combined with so you have the combination of new head coach hired very late, down talent, and eleven six A. So mm-hmm. yeah, would they compete better in the Central Texas district? Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. as tough as eleven six A. Yeah, they would compete better. Yes, would they be a playoff team? Mm. Not that, I don't know if they would be. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't like, know if it's all like districts. Right now, I would pick Temple over them. I would pick Harker Heights over them. Mm-hmm. I would probably take Belton over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So then you're fighting for fourth Then place. you're fighting for fourth with Harker Heights, Brian, and Ellison. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in the mix for fourth, but they're, yeah. just, they're, just, they're, they're struggling right now. They'll, they'll be back. I mean, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, yeah. Coach Anderson's a good coach. They'll, they'll be back, but... You know, and then they're they're I def I know they're definitely hoping to uh, go the opposite direction of yeah. alignment. They're they're, they're hoping for that a lot. All right, they're, they're not having fun. Derek Del Rio asks, straight Dan- up not having a good time. Dangerfield and Paul Pewitt. Um, a game that I think another game that's kind of flying under people's radar. Paul Pewitt. Paul Pewitt is a dangerous team. Really, pardon the pun with Dangerfield. They're a dangerous team, mm-hmm. but I think Dangerfield's. Dangerfield might have the juice. I think that they've figured some of their early season problems. I think they've figured out. They've ironed out a lot of the wrinkles, and they're they're a team that could be peaking at the right time. Dangerfield is a high variance team. Mm-hmm. Man, when Dangerfield's good, man, they can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But when they're bad, they can lose to just about anybody too. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a high variance there with Dangerfield. Um, it just depends on which Dangerfield. Show. If good Dangerfield shows up, Pewitt doesn't have the horses to keep up. Um, but if bad Dangerfield shows up or, or average Dangerfield shows up, mm-hmm. it's more than capable of beating them. It's a rivalry game. They they can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Morris County showdown. That mm-hmm. is, they, you know, so you, Pewitt's going to need their offensive. Pewitt's offensive line is going to be the key in this game. If Pewitt's offensive line can hold up and do some good things, I think they got a shot to pull the upset. Aaron Flynn, or I'm sorry, Aaron Arbuckle, different Aaron, asks, 2A Division One. what team could you see getting by Shiner uh, Refurio and Mason in the playoffs. Here's the good news: is that everyone outside of Region Four doesn't have to worry about facing all three. They, they only got to face one. They got to face one. Um, so I, I guess I guess the question is: who is the chief challenger to whoever comes out of Region Four, and why is it Timpson? Because Timpson's Timpson is talented. They are experienced. They were here last year. I, I think if anybody, I think Timpson matches up better with. Refurio than than Shiner, just from a pure matchup standpoint, mm-hmm. I think Timpson mat- I think Timpson can give Refurio a run because they match up better with Refurio. Yeah, there this what what Timpson has with their speed and and up front, I think that matches up better with what Refurio does than what Shiner does. Uh, Mason's not a factor. Sorry, they're just they're not 
in the mix here. Mm-hmm. I think Refereo and Mason, Refereo and Shiner are head and shoulders above the field in Region Four. So yeah. Now you get into the state championship game. Absolutely, I think Cisco is mm-hmm. more than equipped to uh, hang with Shiner. Like Cisco and Shiner would be a fun state championship game because it would be like the Spider-Man meme, <laughs> except Cisco doesn't have the Brookses. That's the only yeah. difference really. There, Cisco doesn't have Doug or Dalton. They don't have the guy. They don't have the. They don't have the. They don't have the superstar I mean, D1 recruit. Yeah, the D1 recruit. Because here's the thing. Because I think Hunter Long's a superstar, yeah. but it's just like he's not. He's not the FBS. But like stylistically, they're yeah. all, they're they're basically the same team. All right, I got three more for you, Matthew. Okay, we're gonna start here. Landon Sams. Could two KDISD t- schools make it to Arlington in different classes? Let me start here. Yes, I think that that mm-hmm. is. I think that is highly possible uh, because of KD, possible. KD and six A, six A D. I guess it'll be six A D two D two, uh, where they would they would their biggest challenge would be getting past probably Westlake in, in a semifinal. God, that'd be a fun semifinal game. Oh, dude, that would be the game. Like that would be sold out. Like, I don't know where they play it, but it would be sold out. And the play other it, one... Play it at uh, Baylor. And then Katie Pato. Katie Pato, we got talked about them a little bit earlier. They're a big win over Fort Bend Hightower. I need to see them beat Manville next week. If they beat Manville, and especially if they, like... If they do to Manville what they did to Hightower... We'll be ready to crown them. I'll be ready to talk they're, about... They're the favorite. Yes. For sure. I think they're the favorite now, but they will be a yeah. massive favorite. Okay. And then two more. Or I'm, yeah, we got two more. Um, you're talking to me. Okay. Give me this is a good one. This I'm gonna I'm gonna take what Blake Manning said and just kind of like put it into a, a, a crisp f- format. Who's your biggest surprise of the year so far this season? Ooh, that's a good one. Um bunch of good options. Uh, bunch of good options here. Um for me, mm-hmm. right now, Groover. Mm-hmm. I did not expect them to be state-ranked undefeated at this point. I mean, they've done a fantastic job there um, bouncing back. You know, they, they went to the state championship game and then lost everyone and, and struggled, for you know, especially last year. They really struggled. They've done a great job this year. Um, Groover is probably the biggest surprise for me. I'm really, really impressed with them. I will say... This is going to sound a little bit strange because we thought they'd be okay, or we thought they had an opportunity to be okay. But I think with a new coach and everything, how about Harlingen South? Yeah. Um, I think Harlingen South, what they've done, because they're look guys. I mean, they've still got Westlaco and, and Los Fresnos, and they get Brownsville Rivera tonight. They'll be big favorites over them. Mm-hmm. Ten and zero is very much within reach, and arguably, you can make the argument they're favored to go 10-0. I think they're off it. I think they're, they're going to be favored in their last three games. Israel Gonzalez has done a fantastic job. and, and He's going to be up for Coach of the Year. He will be up for Coach of the Year, and he will, I would imagine, in the Valley, he will be the mm-hmm. Valley's Coach of the Year. Yes, I think that's right. All right, and finally, I got an ender. This is the ender from, oh, God bless it, where'd it go? It disappeared, maybe. I don't know. It disappeared. All right. But I believe it was from Tony Blaylock. Okay. Here's your ender. See you Saturday, Tony. Your wife's birthday falls on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I presume he means Friday in the football season. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he said in October. I thought I saw you. What do you do? Now, this is not an issue for me. My wife's birthday is in February. Hello. Can I get, let's can go I get over to the one shot here? Let's, oh, get, get, let's go here. Toss, toss Matt's at the ball. Uh, my wife's birthday is in November. And it always falls during the first round of the playoffs. Oof. Yeah. So, what's the plan? We're going to celebrate her birthday on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And she she doesn't like it, mm-hmm. but she begrudgingly... I just, I just have to make sure I go all out on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday 
to make mm-hmm. up for not celebrating on her because my wife likes to celebrate on her birthday. Mm. So I have to do really good on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in order to make up for not celebrating on because this year it's it works out. It's on a Monday, so mm-hmm. it works okay. out this year. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Mrs. Step, hello. Thank you for letting us borrow your husband. Is she big birthday person? Like her, yeah, she is. She's big. Her, her birthday is an important day. It is an important day. Okay. Yeah. And and to be clear, it is an important day. I agree. And and you agree, right? I love you, honey. It's a very important day. But there are some people who it's like like for me, my birthday rolls around. Whatever. Yeah. Like, who cares? My like, birthday. I, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a ding dong. You yeah. Know? My birthday's always. It's, it's on Thanksgiving Day this year. Like my birthday always is overshadowed. Like it's the middle of the playoffs and it's around Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving. So I'm gonna send you like a stuffing gram. Yeah. I'm not even gonna get a shout out on TF today because we're, you're not doing a show, a show on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So it's true. It's a sad day. It's very true. All right, uh, guys, we did it. The computer didn't blow up, but I haven't hit end yet, so we're not there yet. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball. Where are you going to be tonight? TexasFootball.com. Uh, tonight I will be in Waxahachie for Mansfield and Waxahachie. Look for uh, Waxahachie known for their great press box spread. So maybe a couple of video blogs for the press box spread. Oh, might have to get into that. Uh, Step, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. For Matt Step, I'm Greg Tepper. You want to hold up that trophy? Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you on Monday on Texas Football Today and credits. <laughs>